Today on episode number 523 of the School of Podcasting, I've got one episode under my belt that's been performed in that kind of NPR narrative style. I'm going to tell you what I've learned from that. Oofa. And, you know, I've always said, life is a classroom. What did you learn in class today? Well, I had a really phenomenal weekend, and I've learned a bunch of stuff, and it all applies to podcasting. Hit it, ladies! School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in, because I realize in a world of Netflix and HBO and AM, FM, CDs, DVDs, Xboxes. There are all sorts of other things that you could be listening to and you're listening to little old me and I am deeply, deeply, deeply thankful for that. If you're new to the show, we talk about all things podcasting. I help you massage your message. I help you tackle that technology, flatten that learning curve, face your fears and get you on the road to pain-free podcasting. The website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Dot com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up and save a boatload of cash. Here's a new phrase I haven't used in a while. And um, what I want to start off today talking about is, uh, you've heard me mention, if you're a regular listener to the show, that uh, I have been involved with this documentary called The Messengers, and it's getting so cool. The website is TheMessengersDoc, so TheMessengersDoc.com. You can sign up over there, get on a mailing list, see all the trailers, all the behind the scenes stuff. Really, really cool. And so I'm starting a podcast about a movie that's about podcasting. Now, wait, 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 there's more. In August, they're coming here to video me recording the podcast about a movie about a podcasting. And I think at that point, you need a scorecard to kind of keep up with what's going on. But I recently you know, started this podcast. And one of the reasons I wanted to do this was number one, the guy that's behind it, one of them is uh, Chris Kremitzos. And he's just a, a fabulous guy. And he's the man behind PodFest. And PodFest.us is next February in Orlando. If you want to go to a uh, a podcasting event, I highly recommend this one. There's a bunch of them coming up. And uh, I saw how he did Podfest. So when he called me and said, would you be interested in a being kind of the narrator for the movie in some cases? And I just said, look, if it's about podcasting, I'm in. And so I've never done one of these, but I want to share with you if you do want to do and And we all kind of go, oh, it's one of it's like an NPR kind of thing. And so uh, let me play you a little clip of of this. I've been staring at this microphone, trying to figure out, where do I begin? How do I introduce you to something that has the potential to make a dramatic change in your life? My name is Dave Jackson. I run a website called The School of Podcasting, and I've been podcasting since April 2005. Now, back then, back in the day, I remember Googling the phrase podcasting and seeing a whopping one, maybe two pages show up in the results. Okay, and here, here's another clip just to show you how interviews now get put together. I asked Hall of Fame podcaster Danny Pena of Gamertag Radio, why are you getting involved? Because I feel that in the podcasting community right now, 
they're focusing too much on the success on the money side, which is nothing wrong with that. But there's other stories out there of other podcasters that they have an amazing story. I, I just want people to be inspired. But this is just not a fun walk in the park with a camera. I spoke with Neil Galarte in many different locations. So I am by no means an expert at this, but I wanted to share what I've learned from this style of podcast with one episode under my belt. And I want to give a tip of the hat to uh, a couple of things. Uh, one is uh, Josh Rivers over at creativestudio.academy, a uh, member of the School of Podcasting who now does podcast consulting on his own. He's doing a whole series on kind of uh, NPR style, for lack of a better phrase, podcasting. But here are the things I've learned. Number one, according to the books I've read, and I'll talk about that here in a second, you have to know what your story is so you can tell it. Because your story should have hopefully some intrigue, some inspiration, some comedy, whatever it is that's going to shape that. I mentioned the hero's journey. You've heard me talk about that in the past. This is where there's a hero. There's usually a hurdle they have to overcome. They usually have to maybe bring somebody in to mentor them. Then they have the skill, but will they use it? You know, it's every movie you've ever seen. So that helps to know what story it is you're going to tell, because in the end, it's all about the story. Then you need to catalog everything. And the sooner, the better. So like today, I was on the phone with the executive producer, Chris Kremitzos, and uh, I talked with him and Willie, the uh, director of photography. And the minute I got off the phone call that I recorded, I went in, listened to it, and cataloged what was there. Why? Because in a minute, I'm going to make a story and that story is going to be made up of pieces, parts, and it's easier if I know what pieces, parts I have. So the minute you get off the phone, the minute you get off Skype, whatever it is, write down whatever it is you just did while it's fresh in your mind. Trust me, this will save you time, and we'll talk about time here in a second. Then you have to identify your plot. So for my first episode, I wanted to tell the story of how the the whole documentary was born and why would people get involved with this. And then there's a little bit of a subplot of some behind-the-scenes stuff. And then I wanted to build the interest for people to come back next week. So coming next week, you'll hear this. And so in looking back at that, that's a lot of things in one episode. But it, I like the way it turned out. Again, the messengersdoc.com or just uh, it will eventually be in iTunes. As I record this right now, it's not. It's brand spanking new. And here's the one big, big, big lesson you have to know about this. Uh, it takes a lot. And I mean a lot. And I mean by like really, really, really like, wow, mama, oh mama. That's a lot of time. So, and this is why shows like Reply All and people from Gimlet and, you know, NPR, this is why these people have a team of 15. I currently am a team of one. And so the first roughly 20-minute podcast took about... Anybody want to guess? I'm sorry you've all underbid. It was four hours long to do a 20-minute podcast. Now, granted, this is my first episode, so we've got learning curve that I'm flattening here. But that is roughly a 12-to-1 ratio. And this is why normally, just a normal podcast, not NPR style, not narrative style, I should say, is 4-to-1. So this is three times as long to do this. Now, 
I've used a lot of tools over the years. I've used Audacity. I've used Sony Acid Music Studio. I've used Adobe Audition, which is what I use now. But for this type of podcast, I feel there's one tool that is better suited than any of them. And for the record, you can do this in whatever program you want. But for me, this one makes it easy. And that is Hindenburg Journalist. This is a $99 software title. And it works both on Mac and PC. And you can basically drag in a bunch of files, cut them into bits, and then drag the bits, kind of what would be like a sidebar on a WordPress blog. It's a sidebar of the software. And so you could drag in stuff, pull out the pieces you want, throw them on the side, delete it out, and then drag all the pieces parts out of the sidebar in the order that you want them. That is really cool. It also does some cool auto leveling. So as you drag files in, it'll automatically do that. And it's pretty cool. And via podcast movement, they are slowly going to be integrating with Libsyn. You'll be actually able to publish directly from Hindenburg Journalist to Libsyn. I believe that is coming down the pike. I may have spoken too soon, but I know it's an idea, and I think that is coming down the way. I have, uh, I've known Chris, who is the uh, CEO over there, uh, for years. I've been using Hindenburg Journalist off and on for different projects. It's a really cool project. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles, but it has compression. It has equalization. So you won't get kind of that, oh my God, what do all these knobs do with Hindenburg Journalist? If you get the super jumbo deluxe version, the Big Shot Smarty Pants version, it's like 300 bucks. It will record Skype in separate channels. That's kind of cool. It does have a cool tool where you can say, hey, record the computer's audio sound. So if you're trying to uh, grab some sound from something like, say, YouTube or something that would be legal to pull the sound from, uh, it does that as well. And so, uh, and don't ask me why they named their company Hindenburg. I have no idea, but that's what I'm using for that, for this style of podcast. Now for the school of podcasting, I use uh, Adobe Audition. Although for this particular episode, I am going to use Hindenburg Journalist just for the, if you want to know what's going on with this episode. The other thing, and I mentioned this in the episode, is I'm getting audio from all sorts of bizarre kind of sources. I'm getting phone calls that sound like, well, the phone I'm getting Skype calls. I'm getting Skype to phone calls. I'm getting audio from live meetings. I'm getting calls from inside a, a van down by the river. I'm getting, I mean, all sorts of that. Get the, this is kind of a duh kind of statement, but get the best audio you can and be careful with that. Cause sometimes if you get really good audio from a Skype to Skype call or something like that, and you put it right next to a cell phone that was recorded in an airport, it really points out how bad that call was. So it's kind of one of those things. But obviously, if you can, get the best clips you can. And then beware of the creep. Now, by this, I don't mean that weird guy standing outside of your apartment, although I would be aware of him as well. What I mean is, as I'm creating an episode about things that have already happened, see, we're breaking the rule with this podcast. Normally, you wait till the story is over. So normally, I would make this podcast or the documentary about you know, or, or for this, I would make the podcast about the documentary after the documentary had been released. Cause I know how the story ends. We're doing this podcast and we don't know how the story is going to end. We know how we want it to end. It'd be cool if it was on Netflix or something like that. So the tricky part for me is I'm creating an episode about things that have already happened. So in this case, I'm doing about the launch of the show. I'll be doing some things about how the crew is getting along or in some cases, not so much. And I'm, I'm, I, I'm doing things in the past, but there are also things that are happening now. 
So for me, I have to think through the ears of my audience and realize that they don't know about this yet. Even though it's happening right now, I haven't told them about that. That is something for me right now because I'm kind of breaking the rules and I'm doing this mid-story that I have to remember my audience hasn't heard that yet. So that is something a little tricky. Now, I mentioned about um, Josh Rivers, another book I've had many people recommend. Let me grab it real quick. Is this one right here? He said, holding it up to the microphone as if you could see it. Out on the Wire The Storytelling Secrets of the New Masters of Radio by Jessica Abel. And I've had a couple people recommend this to me, and it looks to be an easy read. There's one thing that I kind of go, really? But I talked about, you know, being yourself. And apparently, Jessica is a cartoonist. And so I opened it up ready for kind of a textbook on how to to tell stories, and uh, it's cartoons. Now, I've heard people say this is still a really good book, and I'm sorry, I, I should say it's a graphic novel. But for me, I think this book would be half the size if there weren't a bunch of pictures. And so, you know me, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy, but um, it's creative, I will give them that. But I just know when I open it up, I'm like, what, cartoons? So I am doing that a little backwards. I'm reading about how to do an NPR. And there's something that I cringe when I say that. A a narrative podcast. Not that there's anything wrong with NPR. But I just don't want them to become Kleenex. I don't want that to be the brand. You know what I'm saying? So um, one would think I would study all this before doing the podcast. And this is where I say, again, a podcast that is almost perfect will have 100% more impact than a podcast that never launches. And even this podcast, when I took it on, took about three weeks for me to figure out exactly how I was going to do this. So I wanted to report on what I've learned so far in this process. Again, number one, it takes a lot of time. Number two, I want to put out here that when I say catalog, put in Chris said this and then put a timestamp. You will want to jump back And kiss yourself, in the words of the almighty James Brown. Jump back and kiss yourself because you put in timestamps. Because it's not enough to say, Dave said this cool thing about Guatemala, if you have to listen to the whole episode again to figure out where he said it. So put down what people said and when they said it, you will thank yourself. And that'll definitely cut down on some of that 12 to 1 ratio. So that's where I'm at so far in trying to do a narrative podcast And I will keep you posted on this when it gets in iTunes if you want to subscribe. Right now, I'm in the process of listing it, and uh, I will keep you posted as we go along because I think it's going to be a pretty cool show. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time. I want to throw a question out to my movie nerds. If you're a movie nerd, you you raise your hand and you say it proud. I'm a movie nerd. And I went and saw Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters, and this weekend. And to make a long story short, there are some really talented people in that movie, very funny people. And they did a nice job for me from a nostalgic kind of point of view of getting the old Ghostbusters into the movie. The one thing they forgot is the original Ghostbusters was both scary and funny. 
They both had a lot of special effects. That's the icing on the cake. But the one thing that the new Ghostbusters, in my opinion, is lacking is they have these really funny people and they kind of forgot to give them something funny to say. I was, uh, I did not laugh really through the whole movie. And I was thinking about this in regards to there are podcasters out there that will try to copy somebody else's show. And I'm just here to say one of the things that came out of podcast movement was to be yourself. Be yourself. Because trying to be somebody that you're not is much harder than being yourself. Being yourself kind of comes naturally to you. And I was trying to think of, unless it was like, you know, 1917's Frankenstein versus the one in 74, which really isn't a fair fight, I don't know of too many movies where the remake was so much better. I'm sure there are some out there, but I think the norm is, uh uh-uh. Like, I know I haven't seen the new Jungle Book, but that one's different. The other one was a musical cartoon. This is a CGI kind of thing. So, you know, that might be one. I'll have to see. But I think in the most part, a copy of something is not as good. I grew up in the uh, the 80s, and, uh, you know, somebody would get a power ballad, and then somebody else would do the same thing, and then somebody else would wear hair and makeup, and then somebody else did this. And they all kind of copied each other instead of trying to come up with something new. So my one thing that I heard from uh, now that I've listened to a bunch of people talk about what they took away from podcast movement was to be yourself. So if you're starting a podcast, a lot of today's show is about starting a podcast. And if that's you, just, just be yourself. And so that leads me to this topic that I want to, I'm going to share a little bit here about some things that have happened in my life. I'm not looking for a pity party, but I'm I'm just going to show you what shapes our brain. And so I have a question here, you know, is this you? And that is, well, you know, you're a nice person, right? You know, you're a good person. Now you're not perfect. Let's not go crazy, but you always do your best. And you have things in your life that you're proud of. And you have things that maybe you're uh, not so proud of. I mean, does that sound familiar? Are you sitting there going, yeah, that's me. Because I am. Uh, And I'm going to share some things I did this week. And I talked at the beginning of this year how 2016 was going to be me getting out of my comfort zone. And so I'm going to share just a couple things I did um, here in my life. And I'm going to kind of keep these short and sweet. But basically, I was in training to be a pastor of a small church, and they wanted me to bring in a younger crowd. I'm like, okay. And I I, uh, filled in for a pastor once, that pastor, and that's when kind of spread that whole thing on. And basically, to make a long story short, they wanted me to bring in young people doing the exact same things that they've been doing for the past 10 years that basically drove all the young people away. And it was interesting because they were kind of stuck in this is how. That's not how we've done it. So they brought me in to to bring in younger people doing the same things that drove them away. And I love, I still love these people. I mean, these are people that they were, quote, my church family. They grew up, I mean, they knew me as little Davy, and they are the only people uh, that can call me little Davy for the record. And uh, that was half the problem. I, I think they had a hard time seeing me as a leader. But nonetheless, I couldn't get my point across. I couldn't get them to follow me. 
Now, if I go in, I'm I'm really bummed that I have to say this, but I have now not one but two ex-wives. My first ex-wife basically was an alcoholic. And if you've never tried to reason with a drunk person, you're not my dad. It's not a lot of fun. And uh, so here again is another situation where I couldn't get someone to follow me. I was trying to give this person what they wanted, couldn't, because in this case they were inebriated out of their brain. Uh, When it's Tuesday night, you can't find your shoes. It's like, holy cow, what? Uh, My last wife, uh, very smart, very intelligent person, uh, but basically, long story short, same thing. She had a certain idea of what marriage was. I was trying to get her to that idea, but we had to do it her way. Now, I realize in these examples that it makes it sound like everything has to be my way. That is so not the case. I'm all about let's have a a dialogue and come up with a plan. But uh, it just didn't work after many, many years. And um, But there's my point here is there are three examples of where I couldn't get people to follow me. And the last one with my last ex-wife really kind of put my ego into a bad spot. But here's the, my whole point here to say these. Again, I'm not looking for a, a pity party here. We all have these. I think we all have these. Something where we look at it and you think, I had something to say and nobody would listen to me. I've talked to a couple people, and one of the reasons they get into podcasting is they feel they do have something to say. I mean, for me, I grew up with a father whose uh, one of his favorite comments was, the world does not revolve around David Jackson. And I would say, but it's not fair. And he would say, life is not fair. He was a very compassionate person. Uh, And I love my dad for that, for that reason. Um, But sometimes when we have these, can we call them wounds? This baggage. And it's still fresh. They can really set you back. And so one of the things that I've noticed here now, and and this is where you kind of notice your boo-boos, and maybe you're noticing these because you're just not comfortable behind a mic yet is, look, you guys listen to my show. If you get me in front of people, I can talk your face off. And here I am now, and I I like to talk. I'm not around a lot of people. I actually work from home. And yet, I had people inviting me to go out. And because of these things in the past, I was actually a little nervous going out, especially if there were females around. Okay, so this is all your baggage again. So with that, let's let's get to the point now. I uh, finally, I had a, a friend of mine who happens to be female. And I would say, you know, where are you singing? Because she's a singer. And if you're new to the show, I, I one of my hobbies is music. And I played in bands for many years when I was a young lad. And uh, I said, where are you playing at? I'd love to hear you sing. And uh, she would tell me, and uh, I wouldn't go. And then I would ask her again. She's like, oh, well, I'm playing next Friday at this place. And then I wouldn't show up. Why? Again, I have this mental baggage. So finally, I went out last Thursday to hear her sing. And my point being here is I was a little nervous about this, wasn't sure what to expect. And I show up. And have you ever seen those videos where, like, the husband from, you know, Iraq or Afghanistan or whatever surprises his family coming home? Well, I walked up behind her and I said, I remember you. And she turned around and like literally made a scene, like screamed like I'd stepped on her toe or something like that. And uh, she said, oh, you're going to make me cry. 
And I was like, well, it's, it's great to see you. Now, she was singing with a guitar player. Well, I knew the guitar player because, again, eight years ago, I used to live in this town. I hadn't really been back. I moved back to Akron, Ohio uh, after being away for about eight years. And he was like, man, it is so good to see you. I turn around, and there's a, a guy that subbed for one of my drummers in one of my old bands. So here's my point. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm kind of worried about taking a step. And... I finally push through, and what happens? I have somebody wrap their arms around me and go, it's so great to see you. I have somebody shake my hand and say, man, you're looking really good because I'm down 30 pounds. And somebody else is like, wow, we should get together and see if we, I, I can get you connected back into the music scene because he was saying how he thought I was a, a good guitar player. And this is my point. We're always worried about now, in reality, there, there might have been people here that didn't like me there. Now, who would that be? Uh, probably the bar owner. Because there I was in a bar and I was drinking water. Yeah, in fact, uh, I, I was, you know, I was trying to hold myself back. I had two waters. You know, I, was, I had to drive. And I'm sure the bar owner was like, well, okay, glad that guy's here. And, um, so maybe that person didn't like me. But you know what? I don't care. I wasn't focused on that person. I was focused on my friends. And that's how it works with podcasting. That's how it works with podcasting. You focus on the people who like your stuff, and you ignore the people who don't. It's really that simple. And in the end, I, I kind of laughed as I was walking through the parking lot, and I could hear my friends singing. And I just said to myself, no one's going to punch you in the face, right? Ryan K. Parker from foodcraftsman.com. No one will punch you in the face. Exactly. And nobody did. So when you push through and you start your podcast, there will be people to greet you. Now, why did it take me so long to do this? And why is it taking you so long to start your podcast? And here's my answer. I think we overthink it. Now, for me a newly single person, I start overthinking it. Well, what if there's a woman there? And and where would that go? And, and I would just way overthink this. I start shopping for a wife and I'm like, oh, this is, what are you doing? That's stupid. And so I made it super complicated in my mind. And I think we do this in podcasting. We start thinking about this huge, huge audience that we're going to have. And we focus on all the technology, which microphone should we do and things like that. And by the time, you know, we do all that, we, we kind of psych ourselves out of it. And here's the reality. When you first start, can I, can I tell you a secret? You don't have an audience. You're going to start with zero. So you don't have to worry about looking stupid because nobody's listening yet. And by the time you get some numbers, you've had some time to work out the kinks and, and get your voice in that whole nine yards. So keep that in mind when you start out. And here's one of the coolest things. I was listening to, I met him at Podcast Movement. Uh, Jeffrey um, Perry does the Podcast Fiend. Stopped by Little Lipson booth, really nice guy. And uh, he's been on, uh, he's asked questions on Ask the Podcast Coach. And he was talking about um, being yourself again. And he actually was himself. He changed his format. And I, for the record, Jeffrey, if you're still listening, I loved it. The, the format he did, it was really cool. And it was unique. And so I liked that. But in listening to his podcast, that then inspired me to say something to you. 
And that is, here's the coolest thing about podcasting. I've said this in the past, but I haven't said it in a while. You are the committee. You are the program director. You don't need to ask for permission. When I was at Podcast Movement, all the previous years I'd been there as Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. This year I was there as a Libsyn employee. And this was not a complaint. It was just different. But when I showed up, I had to check and see what my boss wanted me to do. Well, guess what? And in your case, where your podcast is whatever you want it to be, you don't have to check in with anybody. When you record your podcast, there's there's no check-in. You are 100% completely in control. It is yours. And I think the last time I said this was podcast movement because I remember um, Aisha Tyler saying that. So the only person who can stop you, for the most part, is you. And so a lot of times we are in our own way. Now I'm going to share one other little story here. And I've used this analogy before about a kid jumping into the pool. The really cool thing, this weekend, I got to help my brother celebrate his birthday, my older brother. And I was there with my niece, and this always makes me sound old uh, and feel old for that matter, my great-nephew and my two great-nieces, who are eight, five, and this many. When I asked her, I'm like, how old are you now? And she goes, this many. And I believe she is two. She is absolutely adorable and uh man has me wrapped around her finger but i showed up just in time to see my eight-year-old great nephew who started the day by the way in a life vest in the shallow end and i got there just in time to start watching him and to coach him to jump off the diving board into the deep end tread water and then swim to the side and that's really i think what podcasting is about You jump off the diving board, not knowing where things are going to go. Then what do you do? You tread water. You figure out all the pieces, parts. Then you figure out where you want to go. And then you swim to the side of the pool. You figure out where you want to go. And as he did this, there were experienced swimmers in the pool. In this case, his mom and the other adults. And we advised him to not jump towards the side of the pool because that's what he was doing. We said, because if you get a really good jump, you're going to run out of pool and you're going to bang your head on the side of the pool. And in this case, it was concrete. So he was listening to more experienced people to help him do a better podcast. Now, the interesting thing is, and then eventually he jumped completely straight forward and just about swam the length of the pool. So this was a a kid that went from a, a life vest to swimming the length of the pool, which is not not huge, but it's a, it's, yeah, it's pretty big, especially when you're eight. And that, that between you and me was such a Norman Rockwell moment and Norman Rockwell is even before my time, but just a heartwarming moment um, to do that. But here's the fun thing. As soon as he got done, guess what happened? Yeah, you guessed it. His five-year-old sister did the same thing. <laughs> Good job, Mary! So here she was. Uh, she she did not have water wings on at the beginning of the day. She just stayed in the, the the shallow end. And I was just amazed at the courage of a little kid jumping off a diving board into water that is 
multiple times deeper than you are. And literally, if we weren't there, she would, you know, potentially drown. I don't think so because she's a pretty good swimmer. But nonetheless, it's a little kid. And I was amazed at the courage and the trust that she had in us. And then later, my great nephew said, you know what? And I go, and he goes, I'm proud of myself. And I said, you should be, sport. You're, uh, you're doing great. I'm really, that's amazing. And the other fun thing was, is once he figured out how to do that, uh, I can say, I don't think he took a break. And we were in the pool a long time, and he would climb up the ladder, run down, we'll walk, of course, no running around the pool, walk down the pool length, get on the diving board, jump in, tread water, swim to the side, get on the ladder, rather lather, rinse, repeat. And, you know, here again, these are people that had faced their fears, pushed through, and only had good things on the other end of the story. Um, to finish up my other end of the story, on the Thursday night, hearing my friend sing, uh, I did get her phone number. So there and uh, we couldn't go out this weekend, but uh, we may go out in the future. We'll see how that goes. And I'm just taking it baby steps at a time. And that's what you can do is just jump in, tread some water, and then figure out where you want to go and then swim that way. And what kills me as I, as I live this life lesson this weekend as you listen to this, the School of Podcasting is closed. We just closed it. It's been open for a month and a half. But here's what you can do. Here's how you can learn how to tread water. Here's how you can figure out where you want to go. So once you get in the pool, you'll know which way to swim. Is I have a course, Planning Your Podcast. If you go to planningyourpodcast.com, sign up. It's over at udemy.com is where it is. But Planning Your Podcast will take you right there. And then when the School of Podcasting opens back up, in October, if you join the School of Podcasting, I will refund your payment for the planning your podcast because part of the School of Podcasting is that course. So I'm just here to tell you, as someone, look at me as a person who is treading water in the pool and has been here. The water is fine. Don't worry about what people are going to say about you. Focus on the people that like you and get in the pool because all those people in the past who didn't listen to you. There are lots of people who are waiting to listen to you. I had a client this afternoon and he's going to start a podcast about kind of Marvel comics and superheroes and geeky things. And he's really into movies. And I said, okay, okay. And uh, he's a member of the school of podcasting. And I said, uh, what's, why are you doing this? And he said, oh, it's simple. My family is tired of me talking about movies and comic books. And he goes, and, but I love to talk about these things. So I want to attract an audience of people that I can talk to about movies and superheroes and et cetera, et cetera. He's not looking to make a million dollars. I know this, this is a weird thing. You don't have to make money with your podcast. What, what, what? But you can just do it for fun. And that's what he's doing. So he's hired me and I, I walked him through some steps of things he has to do. He's jumping in the pool, and probably within a couple weeks, he'll be in iTunes. He's waiting on his album art and a couple other things. And that's his goal, is to find like-minded people. And he's not worried about if people say, well, he's an idiot because he thinks 
whatever, Picard is the best captain or Kirk is the best or whoever, uh, he's going to focus on the people because he wants to find those like-minded people. And I'm here to tell you, they are there. You just have to jump in the pool. All right, now one of my favorite parts of the show, and that's where I just basically talk to you and uh, anybody that's replied. So uh, I got a uh, an email from Orlando Mergal, and last week I'd mentioned how I'd met someone at Podcast Movement. She podcasts in Mandarin, and how China was starting to catch up, and other parts of the world were catching up. And I believe I offended I may have offended some other countries by saying you're catching up to the U.S. Um, and by that, that means you're behind us. And that is not in content. But if you look at the maps of downloads for my show, I should say, that's a key one, for my American-speaking show about podcasting, my number one country is the U.S. So um, it was really cool, though, because Orlando gave me all sorts of cool stats. So this is where I always talk about podcasting is a global interview. And he mentions that there are some doctorates. Uh, there are several theses about podcasting that have been, been written by uh, Latino people. He interviewed one of those doctors on, uh, on his show. Her name is Maria Bianco, and she is from the, and this is where I'm just going to butcher this because I'm a dumb American, uh, Universidad Pontifica de hmm, Salamanca. In Spain, there's another one in Madrid and several more underway throughout the country. He says, I've been producing my podcast, Hablando de Tecnologia. I think I got that right. Uh, at, you guessed it, Habla, oh man, Hablando de Tecnologia. De Tecnologia. Doesn't matter how many times I uh, practice that. H- well, link in the show notes. He's been doing it since 2010. And he says, at the moment, I have 2006 shows. The bulk of my audience is in Latin America, better known as Latin America, Dave said, can't reading. The United States, Spain, and my native Puerto Rico. I average around, check this out, 4,000 downloads per episode. Before that, I did two podcasts for a third party from 2007 to 2009. So here's the thing. If you can speak Spanish, this and that was kind of my whole point of this in last week's episode, other countries are, let's say, not catching up, come, coming on board in the same way that there are two-thirds of the Ameri- of, of the U.S. that has not come on board yet with podcasting. So they are getting into it. Uh, he says, as a general rule, podcasting is big in Colombia, Spain, Peru, Chile, Argentina, and the Latino communities of those United States. In other places, it's, and he says in air quotes, catching up, to use your own words. Um and uh, so thank you very much, uh, Orlando, for filling us in on that. And that is awesome. 4,000 downloads uh, per episode. And again, I have a link to his show, Hablando de Tecnologia, uh, out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 523. And then the other thing I wanted to play for you is I got an email from Heather from Craftlet. And if you don't know... Heather from Craftlet. She's been doing this really cool, really popular show. And uh, she has like one of the coolest voices in podcasting. And uh, she had a comment on something I said in a previous show. And uh, here is her comment. This is from SpeakPipe. 
Hi, Dave. It's Heather from the Craft Lit Annotated Audiobook Podcast, and I'm calling you today because I just listened to a podcast called Voice Acting Mastery, and the host, Crispin, was talking about sibilance and why it happens and how to stop it from happening. And I remember not too long ago on your podcast, you were uh, really brave and turned off all of your uh, fancy schmanciness so that people could hear raw audio coming from you. And you mentioned that DSers never did anything for you. Yeah, a DSer is, for those of you that didn't hear that episode, is it's kind of a compressor for certain frequency ranges. I learned this from Chris Coran of the uh, Podcast Engineering School podcast. And so for me, I just turn the knob and it just seems like nothing happens. Well, I think I know why. And the answer is over at his podcast. It's actually fairly complicated, but my best guess is that you have very, very good microphone placement. The relationship between your mouth and your mic is perfect. And that is why you don't hear a difference with the de-esser. It's because you're not sibilanting ying <laughs> into your mic. So, uh, episode 88, Crispin Voice Acting Mastery Podcast. And that's it. Heather from Craftlet signing off. Thanks again for all you do for us, Dave. Thank you, Heather. And sibilant, what was that? It was I think that's an, a, new, a new Olympic sport. Competing, third attempt for sibilanting, ging, ging. Uh, yeah, but that is, and here's the thing with mic placement, because it is a big thing. Number one, if I talk directly into the microphone right now, it sounds a little different. I normally kind of point it at the tip of my nose, and I'm talking kind of across it. And here's the thing with this. There's only one way to figure out the best way to do this. And that's just to go. And this is anytime you're doing anything and you want to know how it sounds, do what you're doing and explain what you're doing. So like right now I'm talking directly into the microphone and now I'm talking somewhat across it. Now I'm actually on the side of the microphone talking and now I'm talking and I'm about a good Mm, six, seven inches away, but I'm talking louder so you'll hear more room noise. And now I'm right up on the microphone. And that's how you learn where it works best for your voice because it is not a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. So thank you both for writing in. Again, you can always contact me, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. One of the things I'm always looking for is... Because of my podcast, this is actually a new show of mine, but if you can answer that question, because of my podcast, blank, whatever it is, doesn't matter. There is no wrong answer to that. Because of my podcast, something that wouldn't have happened, except you had a podcast, go ahead and answer that. I'm going to be talking with Troy Heinrichs of the Blacklist Exposed podcast, and he has like 37 because of my podcast story. So we're just going to string them all together as one giant episode. That is coming in the future, also coming in the future. And this is where I need your help. If you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 523S, so I'm trying to make this easy for you, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 523S for survey. I'm doing a kind of player roundup, and I'm going to be looking at Smart Passive Player, the Hanny's uh, Simple Podcast Press, I'm going to be looking at the cast player. I'm going to be looking at 
whatever there is, blah, blah, you know, power press, the Lipson player, the Spreaker player, the pod press player, or not pod press, the uh, power press player, the other one, the pod bean. There we go. Hence the problem. There's so many stinking players. Well, here is my question to you, and I, n- I really want your answer on this. Let's say you listen to five podcasts this week. Got it? Let's say you listen. Let's say you listen to three. However many you listen to them, how many of them were through a player on a website? Because we are all obsessed. Well, all some of us are obsessing on these players. And my question is, um, how many of us are using them? So schoolofpodcasting.com slash five two three s will take you to that survey. Now, all of the show notes that we're talking about today. You can find it at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 523. So thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy your summer. Get in the pool, doggone it. Get on your bike and ride. And uh, the whole Pokemon Go thing, when I was young, we used to wander around the backyard trying to catch things that we couldn't see. We just called them lightning bugs. But, uh, you know, this whole thing, it's weird. I go outside, my whole neighborhood looks like the walking dead with people staring at their phones. Literally, I'm not making this up. Hand to God, I watched a guy come about five inches from walking into the lake. I'm like, really? Seriously? Now, on the other hand, I'm impressed because we found a way to get Americans off the couch. So that's a good thing. But holy cow. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to contact me, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. If you're looking to get some honest, unbiased opinion on your podcast, check out podcastreviewshow.com. That is a service I do with Eric K. Johnson. By the way, if you're wondering, if you're a regular listener of Eric, he has been uh, kind of bogged down at work. So everything is fine with Eric. I reached out to him and said, what's going on, buddy? I haven't heard from you in a while. So he is now programming all of his stations. So, uh, But uh, he is fine. But we are still doing the podcast review show. Don't forget again about planningyourpodcast.com. That's another website. And of course, I'm always available for consulting. If you would like one-on-one consulting, it's the fastest way to get you where you want to go. And uh, I love doing that. So if you're interested in that, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact and reach out to me. Thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of The School of Podcasting. Take care and God bless.